Hello and welcome to the Jersey Herd podcast. I'm Amy Bryant, the Deputy CEO at Jersey Finance. In this episode, I'm joined by our Senior Strategic Projects Manager, Caroline Pilcher, and we are going to be focusing on the topic of wellbeing in light of it being World Wellbeing Week from the 21st to the 25th of June. Now, understandably, there's been a clear focus on employee wellbeing in the last year or so. The pandemic has meant that it's been such a challenging year. Employers and employees have needed to be resilient. We faced the worry of this new and unknown virus, lockdowns, enforced working from home, homeschooling, isolation, all of which has been a collective challenge and has meant that wellbeing at work has never been more important, and particularly so as people are now returning to offices. World Wellbeing Week is a good time to reflect on how the transition from home working back to office working has gone for us at Jersey Finance, and also to look back at some research findings which show a link between employee wellbeing and productivity. So firstly, hi Carolina, thank you very much for joining me. I thought we could perhaps take a few steps back and reflect on the research that you and your team worked on with CEBR a couple of years ago on the topic of productivity. There were some findings, weren't they, that were linked with employee well-being as a positive strategy which could be adopted by finance industry employers on Jersey. So could you give our listeners a brief summary of this research and the findings, please? Yes, of course. Hello, Amy, and thank you for having me. Yes, so in 2019, we commissioned the Centre for Economics and Business Research, CBR, to produce a piece of work analysing productivity in the finance sector in Jersey. We wanted to really explore in more detail what factors impact on productivity levels at industry, but also company level. So CBR looked at the existing data, it also gathered some new, new fresh information from the finance industry and produced a report which really paints a comprehensive picture of what's being done to improve employee productivity and what still needs to happen for firms to close the gap with productivity leaders. But how does it link with our well-being conversation? Well, the research identified five sort of common strategies or recommendations, if you like, that boost the performance in this area. And one of them was really focused on well-being, well-being of your employees and establishing the supportive work-life balance. And when we conducted this survey of our members to support this research, it really revealed that those productivity laggards, if you like, are much more likely to say that their employees are often working late into the evening or have to work over the weekend, which obviously suggests that employees who are not given enough time to to spend away from the office, enough time to switch off, are simply just less productive. And it's probably not surprising. I mean, there is a lot of evidence out there, you know, that suggests that well-rested employees are more productive. There is this negative correlation between average productivity and average uh, numbers of hours worked. And if we take Norway as an example, um, you know, people work, um, are expected to work I think approximately 27 hours a week, which is one of the shortest working weeks in the world. And yet the country ranks and was one of the most productive. And logically, of course, that makes sense, doesn't it? So if you've got a well-rested and happy set of employees, they're far more likely to be able to bring their best selves to work and, you know, be far more productive than those who feel overworked and undervalued. Absolutely. Right. So since the CEBR report findings, we've also at Jersey Finance published our own thought leadership paper on measuring productivity. And that piece highlighted through feedback from EY, actually, that organisations, they need to evolve these outdated ideas of human productivity, just like we've kind of talked about, actually, because 
Productivity very much needs to be linked to purpose and employee experience to really drive that long-term value. And it's the environment in which people work that can have a really significant impact on how productive they are on a day-to-day basis. Were there other key takeaways from this report in terms of well-being? Sure, absolutely. There was one interesting finding which really links with what you just said, and it was taken from a global millennial survey which was run by Deloitte. Effectively, they had 18,000 millennials and Gen Zs across a number of countries completing this survey, which highlighted the rise in importance of mental health support as a critical issues that the employers should be really uh, focusing on. You know, compared to previous generations, millennials and Gen Zs are more inclined to consider stress problematic and mental health important. And actually of the millennials and Gen Zs surveyed by Deloitte have felt that stress is absolutely a legitimate reason to take a day off work. And actually one in three actually did so in the past year. So that really obviously impacts then on productivity for employers. And I think, you know, put simply, employees who feel rested, who feel that their uh, mental health is being taken care of, uh, they feel supported and therefore feel more rested, just perform better and are more productive. And I think that instinctively feels right, but actually good to see that borne out in some of the survey results, really kind of validating uh, what we might think is happening through data. Because that survey, as you say, very much connects that link between well-being and productivity. And, you know, I'm really pleased that mental health awareness has really come to the forefront in terms of the workplace in, in recent years. It's such an important issue. And, you know, we spend so much time, so much of a significant proportion of our lives at work. How we feel about our work and the experience that it provides to us is such a contributing factor to our mental health. Now, part of your work on productivity involved you hearing from some of our members about what they are doing to encourage positive well-being practices. Could you perhaps give us a few highlights from some of the case studies? Of course, I will. I mean, there's a lot of interesting case studies, but just linking with that mental health, I suppose, and that, you know, well-being aspect, the one I would probably like to mention now is by my ex-employer, PwC. I mean, the PwC are very focused on, you know, inclusivity, uh, flexibility, and well-being of their employees. And so one of the examples that I wanted to mention now is what they have done during lockdown and how they wanted to minimize the impact on their staff well-being of what's been happening then. Effectively what they did is they gathered additional information about their staff in terms of you know their living arrangements, changing family commitments, home working setup and so on. They then flexed their kind of quite established working practices and just made them a little bit more informal. So then they tracked people who were perhaps under more pressure and needing some additional help. And then they they also knew about people that perhaps were you know, having more capacity. And that really helped to share the burden across their teams and across their staff. They also actively discouraged working overtime, which obviously was a, a great assistance, I suppose, in the situation that we all found ourselves in. And they also set up a new timesheet category. I mean, we all know those of us that you know ever worked in this in the workplace where timesheets are a thing it puts a lot of pressure on you to be utilized you know to make sure that you you charge your time and that new timesheet category introduced by PwC effectively meant that if you experience any disruption during your working day you could put your time to that special code and and really release that pressure of yourself of charging time to other codes and that 
allowed not only to release the pressure on the employees, but also obviously allowed them to track to wh- which which employees are effectively struggling perhaps more. Code was confidential, you know, there was absolutely no implications on people using it. And as a result, PwC channel outlets have had so higher productivity levels throughout lockdown period. And I suppose staff recognised that their employer was prioritising their well-being. And in return, they contributed more to, to, to the teams and, and the firm's objectives. So I suppose, and that's just another proof of, you know, building a healthy work culture can really help to lead to a happier workforce and therefore better productivity as well. And I'm actually thinking now, Amy, that maybe we should talk about how we, Jersey Finance, manage this transition. Because, of course, for us, you know, working from home was quite foreign. And so it would be interesting to touch on our experiences as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as we all experienced, it was quite a, a quick transition from office to home working in March of last year. And actually, you know, at Jersey Finance, we were really lucky that this worked quite well in terms of our equipment, our systems and our infrastructure. And personally, I learned very quickly what that little Microsoft Teams icon <laughs> did at the bottom of my screen. You know, who would have guessed that a program I'd never used before became within a matter of days absolutely business critical. Mm. But in all seriousness, JFL staff are based across the globe. And different parts of the world were dealing with different degrees of challenge in relation to COVID-19 at different times. And so we placed a lot of emphasis on maintaining connectivity with our team members and finding ways to continue to work together, albeit remotely, because it's just so important for well-being. We also encouraged our team members to use the supports externally and internally that were available to them. So a a good example would be finding and using wellbeing webinars and promoting those to our staff. There was a good good one organised by Lean in Jersey, you know, secrets of self-belief, confidence and physical wellbeing in the workplace. During the periods of working from home, we also felt that it was super important to focus on having some fun and some social interaction. You know, working from home removes that natural opportunity to to just have a quick chat with someone whilst you're making a coffee in the kitchen or at the photocopier. And so we tried really hard to find ways to virtually socialise with our colleagues. We had uh, Friday family quizzes, we had activities to encourage staff to get outside with their families, bird watching competitions, and we also had a weekly photo competition. And I actually went on maternity leave during lockdown and I was really wonderfully surprised with a virtual baby shower, which was absolutely lovely. So, you know, we found ways to celebrate and to support each other remotely, which really, really helped keeping that positivity and and keeping um, a focus on on making sure that everybody was 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 able to, uh, you know, get through a difficult time together. In many ways, actually returning to the office is just as challenging as the transition to working from home was. And in recognition that some people may be anxious about returning to the office and actually also reflecting that for some people working from home has worked really well, really benefiting their work-life balance and their productivity. What we did was we formalised a flexible working policy which allows people to locate for their day. So either being you know home or office-based depending on what suits their work commitments for that day. We've also encouraged our staff and supported them with getting a a health check by a local provider, um, Optimal Health. And we have actually also just recently run a mindfulness session, which really helps encourage a positive approach to mental fitness. So our, our focus on staff wellbeing, it's not a tick box exercise. It really is just part of how we do business. And actually in thinking about, you know, a positive that's come out of the last year for me, um, and a, a little small example is just seeing the benefit of taking a lunch break. Sounds quite obvious, you know, maybe getting some fresh air. Whilst 
whilst I was working from home, I actually felt much more able to step away from my desk and head out for a walk at lunch. And it's amazing how much more energized and focused that that one small change has had on me and how you know how, how much better it's made me feel. And it's something that I'm definitely committed to continuing with now that we are back in the office. So Carolina, was there anything that, that you found particularly helpful to support your wellbeing, either whilst you were working from home or, or now we're back in the office? Sure. I mean, working from home was very new and um, there are certainly many things that I've learned from, from the experience. But we have limited time, so I'll just maybe pick a couple of examples. I mean, similarly to you, you know, I, I have found that taking a break is very important. And why? I mean, I, I was very lucky because I had my own working space. You know, for the first time, I think I, I worked in the environment where I was really not, I had no external distractions whatsoever. So I really felt, you know, I was able able to seriously focus on my work. I, I felt much more productive. But also, I very quickly realized that, um, you know, the seven, eight hours of undisturbed working day is just unsustainable. And it felt that my well-being, it started to be impacted by it. So I really then looked at my work plan and I had uh, decided I need to break up my day a little bit more and certainly take that time away. Take that break, take that, you know, time for yourself away from your screen. And since then, I've been applying the, the, this sort of rule of taking time time out, and it really has made me feel much happier and uh, a much better employee. And I know it's easier easier done, uh, easier said than done. You know, we we're all obviously dealing with very precious work, and you know, particularly if you're a client facing, you know, clients pretty much di- dictate your day. But please do not underestimate the time that you take away from your desk, and do whatever it is that takes your pick. Um, but just you need to switch off for a little bit. And I also think the experience of working from home certainly made me check in with my team a lot, a lot more, you know, making sure that they're fine, making sure they understand what is it that they're dealing with, the pressures that they have on a particular day so that we can help each other and really work through a task or a project together. Thanks, Carolina. Well, we didn't plan it that way, but actually it's interesting to hear that we found, both of us found that a real benefit is is taking that opportunity to step back and making Absolutely. sure that you get a bit of bit of headspace, which allows you to apply a bit of perspective to your day. So I guess let's encourage others to do the same when and, and where they're able to. So thank you, Carolina. That, that brings you. us to the end of our episode. Yeah. Listeners can find out more about our work on wellbeing and its links with productivity on our website. So you can visit www.jerseyfinance.je forward slash productivity. If you're a Jersey Finance member firm, you can share your wellbeing news with us. Simply get in touch with Jersey Finance to find out more.